Welcome to the Get Sacred Podcast. I'm your host, intuitive life coach, Melissa Elysian, and I'm here to teach you how to create more money, more love, and more sacred success. If you're ready to create a lusciously abundant and pleasure-filled life, you're in the right place. Hey there. I'm really excited to talk to you for this episode, like about the subject matter of this episode. It's been something that I've been working with over the last few weeks, and I really want to share this work I've been doing on myself because, like, damn, (laughs) it's been powerful and it's been freeing. So I want to generously, of course, I want you to have it. I want you to have all the good things. So let me start with something that I know I've taught before. And it is that when we turn off any part of our emotions, any feelings, when we refuse to feel certain feelings, we are pushing them down, right? We're bottling up, we're bottling them up and creating pressure. We're creating an underlining energy that usually acts in opposition to what we want to create and be in the world. And I really deeply believe that, let's say you don't want to, these are my ones that I don't really like feeling, anger or fear, Um, for example... When you turn them off, when you turn off a part of yourself, when you turn off an emotion and a feeling that you have and you deem it invalid, you decide you're not going to feel that way. Yeah, you're rejecting yourself and you're limiting your ability and capacity to experience the goodness of the positive emotions that exist in the world. Like, I don't buy into the need (laughs) to be happy all the time. I think being alive and human is feeling all of the things, is experiencing life, including our emotions. And, you know, being human is not like, I know, (laughs) it's so easy to complain about it. It's so easy to complain about it, but being human is really special, right? So, like, I'm always speaking to our divinity because I think that we so often forget how powerful we are and how magical we are and how sacred we are. But let us not overlook our humanity. It's something beautiful and wonderful that it doesn't last per se forever. It has this moment in time. It is filled with everything. Good, bad, ugly, beautiful, all sorts of realities happen in our humanness. This capacity to be divine and human, I don't take it lightly. And so emotions... (laughs) Being part of our humanness is so important and amazing. 
And I know from my own life experience, and it's just what I believe, that when we put away parts of ourselves in their own little way of rebellion, they act up. (laughs) They act up underwater, you know, in the deep current. So for me, this was showing up, and this will be a good example. For me, this was showing up in realizing that I was not allowing myself to be angry. And I'm sure you can imagine, and if you can't, imagine this now. You know, I'm a black woman in America. (laughs) I have a lot (laughs) to be angry about. I mean, the first thing that I could think of being angry about as a black woman in America is just how we're not even allowed to be angry. Like, black women are not allowed to get mad without consequence. We can't get up in anybody's face. Uh, And by anybody, I mean white people, I guess. (laughs) Or just, like, being witnessed by white people. We can't speak clearly, loudly, articulately about what we think and how we feel without sometimes being censored and quieted and deemed as aggressive. So angry is not something that this lifetime and this body has really allowed, this country has really allowed for me. And I also internalize that probably from socialization, not just in this country, but in my family or whatever of origin, so that being angry was, like, not good. It was bad. It's bad to be angry. It's bad to act out in your anger. So you hold it in. You don't even bother. So I was posed with a question (laughs) by a mentor about, being angry about something that I was that I articulated I was upset about but I didn't say I was angry and he was challenging me like am I allowed to be angry like do I let myself get angry and I think he was just looking at the situation as like how is it she describing this situation without being angry <laughs> he probably was like let us explore that a second and so he asked me if I allowed myself to be angry and I told him I thought anger was useless I just Definitely understood that feeling all my feelings is powerful and useful, but anger, whenever it remotely starts to happen, feels like a bad idea. And that I, you know, put the volume all the way down if I even allow myself to feel it. And so he and I explored that together. And, you know, just knowing the value of allowing myself to feel my emotions and then arti- and then hearing myself articulate to him in a couple of different ways that I didn't trust my anger, right? Which is probably the, the bigger um, energy that was at play restricting that anger was I didn't trust it. I guess other people in the world don't trust it. Then I learned not to trust my anger. And so I kept putting it away and tightly packing it and making it behave and telling it not to yell or scream or be basically and me listening to me listening to myself as I explained how I didn't think it was useful and how like 
I get worried that, like, what if I really allow myself to get angry? What was going to happen? I didn't really trust myself when I was angry, so it was best to just, like, avoid being angry or when I was angry, make sure that I was never next to anybody. Like, basically, I was listening to myself articulate how afraid of my own anger I was. And so he being, um, you know, a practitioner of mindfulness and Buddhist teachings recommended that I read um, Anger by Tatnahan. And so I did. Because <laughs> I believe in I believe in the work. So and I saw it and I was like, well how you know, I saw like I'm holding a part of myself hostage. What would it be like to be free? And of course I want that for myself. So I played with the idea of reading the book. I didn't play with the idea. I read the book, and then I began playing with the ideas inside of the book, the practices that it teaches. And one of the mindfulness practices that it teaches is to sit with your anger. And so I'm reading the book, and it sounded like the most ridiculous idea, and circled back to my mentor about what I had learned but how I wasn't putting it into practice and got the encouragement I needed and the courage that I needed to be willing to sit in meditation with my anger. Um, I also had read in another book a, a, a similar practice of inviting your anger to a party, inviting any emotions that you were unwilling to feel to a party. And I hadn't done it, but here I was. I had been pointed in this direction a couple of times. So here I am afraid of my own anger because I think in real life when I get angry that I shouldn't be around anybody and I shouldn't talk and I, you know, I don't want to yell and I don't want to anything. I don't want to even feel it. I just like basically swallow a bomb. And all of these things coming together, I find the courage to sit with my anger and meditation Oh my goodness. <laughs> so, so I do that. And I did it like this other book. I can't remember the title right now. Maybe The Art of Receiving. Maybe that's the title of the book, I think. Um, I decided to like sit in meditation and the idea in the meditation is to invite my emotions in um, like I'm having a party for them. And so I don't want to really, I really don't actually want to do it, but I, I'm committed to, I'm committed to myself. So I showed up, <laughs> I did the work. So here I am, I'm sitting in my meditation and I'm imagining a party that I'm holding for my anger. And the anger is the guest, you know, the special guest for the night. And um, there's other people there and I'm sitting in this med meditation, having this visualization and just kind of letting it go, letting the parts of my mind and my subconscious mind do their work. And anger gets to this party and starts flipping tables, y'all. Anger is enraged. She is not having it. She walked in pissed and was like, party's basically over. I'm <laughs> fucking everything up. Anger flipped tables. Anger, like, demanded everybody go to the corner of the room because otherwise they were not going to be safe. Anger, and, I, and I'm 
present also, but anger is separate from me, right? And anger is mad, and she is yelling. And I, knowing that I'm inviting her to the party, it's like, it's her party, and I'm, I'm supposed to be here and just be with her and listen to her and see if she has anything to say and see if I can learn anything from her because I haven't been listening to her for ever, right? So that's the point of the meditation. And so anger's slipping shit, and she's... Um, breaking tables and throwing glass. And of course, this is a beautiful venue because, you know, I love beautiful things. So we're at this beautiful venue and it has like all these head, like floor to ceiling glass windows and anger breaks them all with chairs and tables and dishes. And she insists that I bring her every dish that I can find in this place because she wants to break them all. And then anger... Well, it just goes on. <laughs> I'm just gonna, I was gonna tell you all the things, but I'm like unnecessary. She goes ballistic, right? She just loses it. She doesn't hurt anyone, but she wreaks damage everywhere that she can with physical things. And at some point, it becomes unsafe for her and I to be in the space because everybody else had to leave. And then I tell her, you know what, Anger, like. I think you should probably leave now. And she listened and she left. And I was just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> this is why I never let myself feel the things. <laughs> this is why I'm not willing to go there. I'm afraid of this. But I know that the only reason why she is in that level of rage and anger is because I haven't let her speak for decades. So at her first chance of having my attention, she goes ballistic and, you know, I have to tell her to go. I just have to release her. And it makes sense that she's gone ballistic because I haven't let her say anything for the longest. So she gets it all off her chest. And normally what that looks like in our everyday lives is that we don't allow ourselves to be angry and then it keeps stacking up and then all of a sudden you're like batshit crazy and you don't know how that happened. That's that. That's what happened in my meditation. And it certainly happened in my real life where like eventually I just got fed up with something and then I lost it. And if I look back on how many times I spoke to the thing being a problem, it wasn't really a lot because I was holding it in. So I did that and I learned a lot <laughs> from anger that time. And then the next time I did it, because I did it again, anger was not in uh, the same kind of rage that she was in. She was... She was upset with me. She was blaming me for things that hadn't gone right in my life or that things weren't exactly the way that she wanted it right now. She was blaming me for it. She was mad at me. And I tried to reason with her, and at some point she broke down and she became fear. And she started begging and pleading with me to take care of certain things and to make sure certain things happen. I could tell that she felt really unsafe and not feeling secure and she just wept. She like knelt and wept to let me know that she needed me 
to take care of these things, to make sure that we were going to be okay. And of course, I loved on her and I embraced her and I accepted what she was saying. I, I, I wanted a reason with her more, but I realized like who I was talking to was not somebody who could even take in rationale. She was so afraid and she was sad. So I accepted everything that she said and I told her that I would because I knew that's what she needed to hear. In subsequent sittings with fear and with anger, I just noticed the more that I sat with them, the more that I learned from them, the less intense the emotions were. Um, And also the more my capacity to be in acceptance of them without wanting to be critical, without wanting to change them, without wanting to quiet them, which is so good. (laughs) And, you know, I'm sharing this wild ride of my, my meditations with you because it has been just such a powerful experience for me to be able to handle my emotions. Like in my everyday life, I feel like I have it together and like I'm dealing with them well. But sitting in the meditation with them created a space for me to be even more compassionate even more um, courageous in feeling it and not dismissing it or numbing it or distracting myself from it. And also just my, um, I guess, self-compassion, right? Just finding more times and more places to not be of judgment of myself in the quiet of these meditations because when I sit with anger, when I sit with fear, they are a part of me that I love. And so I was learning to listen to them deeply. And from what they said, I learned more to recognize how they present themselves in my everyday life while I'm not paying attention and I'm busy and I'm kind of ignoring them or I put the volume down because I have a task that I'm trying to accomplish or whatever. I've just learn so much from the willingness to be with them, how to recognize them in my everyday life and how to love on them and to give them what they need with so much more ease and grace than I was doing just a few weeks ago. And I'm so appreciative and grateful for the practice that I'm just going to keep doing I'm really grateful for the practice because of what I told you in the beginning, which is that like when we hold back a parts of ourselves, when we push them down, when we are unwilling to feel things that we're feeling, you know, there's like a, there's like a rumble that starts to happen. Right. And, um, it's denying yourself and it, and it, 
and it's not good. It's like swallowing poison. But in addition to that, I know that everything that I'm wanting to create um, really depends on my willingness to not be afraid to sit with my fear and not avoid sitting with my um, anger. Any emotions I'm not willing to feel will keep me from moving and being in life the way that I can to the fullest. For instance, if I'm afraid to get my heart broken, then I won't be willing to love. And if I'm afraid to create a six-figure, seven-figure, eight-figure, whatever figure, how many millions of people helping business, if I have fear... If I'm afraid to be afraid, if I'm unwilling to be afraid, then I won't take the chances and the risk that are required for me to accomplish what it is that I want to accomplish, no matter how big or small it is to the world. And so I'm deeply, deeply in appreciation of this practice, and I wanted to share it with you for all of those reasons to show you, I literally shared the inner workings of my, in a lot of ways, unconscious mind, right? Like, like I didn't have the awareness and the um, level of just like nuance of what I was feeling until I went to sit the way that I did um, in meditation with those emotions so they could speak loudly and clearly and vulnerably, you know, in a way that was just like so exposing that even I was learning, you know, for the first time or in a new way in that moment, in those moments. So I wanted to share with you in the case that you find yourself thinking now that there are some things that you don't let yourself feel Um, There are some emotions that you rather not or you think are useless um, that you've been avoiding and that there's something really liberating and powerful and healing and just all loving, just a bunch of self-love in this practice that I shared with you. And um, I think that's everything. I think that's everything that I wanted to share about this Um, and most importantly, I want you to know to find ways to deeply love all the parts of yourself and to bring them out, um, bring them out your most divine and sacred self is your most authentic self. And I am here for it. I'm here for it. All right. I love you. We'll talk soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Get Sacred podcast. For more ways to connect, I want you to head to melissaelysian.com. To be coached by me, head to my website and schedule a time for us to chat all things sacred and sovereign about your life and your business. The link is in the show notes. I'll talk to you soon.